And we're back. It's the 2021 recap of the draft. And with the first pick of SmackDown, they goes to, of course, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. And, you know, we just got through SmackDown, Raw, everybody who will be changing hands. And to lay it all out there, this takes effect after Crown Jewel, which is on a Thursday at noon our time, sadly. So, so sad. So sad. But, uh... After that, so about October 22nd, these go into full effect. I, I thought it was, um, there was a lot of good switches that made sense that we'll get into. Uh, of course, you know, Roman in the head of the table and the Usos stayed on SmackDown and Big E and hit the, the WWE title stayed on Raw. Uh, if you missed the draft, I'll give you some other names really quick. Uh, SmackDown, again, taking place October 22nd, is Jeff Hardy, Ricochet, uh, Roman Reigns, Jimmy Uso, Jinder Mahal, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, King Nakamura, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, Kofi Kingston, Shayna Baszler, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Mansoor, Happy Corbin, Mustafa Ali, Tony Storm, who they broke up from Satsuki, uh, Humberto Carrillo, Naomi, Ivar, who they broke up. Uh, I, so Ivar and Jinder moved over, but not the other guy. That was also interesting. Rick Boogs, of course, Jason Shinsuke did. And that's some of SmackDown right there. And Cleveland, before I get you in here, here's a little bit of a raw update for the people who did not see. AJ Styles stays, Commander Aziz, and um, wow, Apollo Crews go to Raw. Uh, Keith Bearcat Lee, as he's come back, is on Raw. The Mysterios move to Raw. Damian Priest, United States Championship, stays on Raw. Kevin Owens moves over. Liv Morgan moves over. Uh, Alexa Bruce stays on Raw. Apollo Crews, as I mentioned. Uh, Montez Ford goes to Raw along with the tag team partner. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, huge moves, move over there. T-Bar and Mace move, uh, break up as T-Bar goes to Raw. Tamina and Natalia break up as Tamina goes to Raw. Uh, Omas stays since AJ does. Randy, uh, of course, our RK bro is still together. Selena Vega comes over. Chad Gable comes over. Karrion Cross stays. And Carmella moves over, which makes sense because Corey Graves is there. But one interesting note in Cleveland to bring you in. Gable Stevenson, the gold medalist, signed quickly after the Olympics. And bam, he's on Raw. How we doing, my man? And what do you think about that before we talk about anything else? Uh, I am doing really good. Uh, I like the fact that they didn't break that many tag teams up. You only saw, like you mentioned, T-Bar and Mace broken up. The rest of the guys were drafted as a tag team together. A um, little bit couple shockers in there. Kevin Owens going to Raw. Um, hopefully he gets a better storyline than what he was currently and on SmackDown, I know there's a lot of rumors that he may be leaving next year, but I think he's deserving of a good storyline on his way out. Um, what did you think about Gable Stevenson? Oh, I like the Gable Stevenson move. I figured they would put him on Raw for Star. Do you think power. it's quick? Do you think it's quick, or do you think he's just ready to go? 
Uh, I don't know. We don't know. A, it's unknown. It's unknown. It's unknown. But if I'm correct, he's an Olympic gold medalist. I mean, you the are last correct. Time, I said yeah. that you probably weren't even listening to my ass. <laughs> I was. <laughs> but in all serious, the last Olympic gold medalist that they had, Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle came straight up to the main roster and had one of the best rookie runs in WWE history. So. If this guy has what it takes, then this could be a very interesting pickup for WWE, and I'm curious to see how far this goes. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be exciting and new. I'll be cheering for him. I would, I, I'm curious to see face or heel. If I had to guess, I would say face. Yeah, but face. I would go yeah. face at first. And there you have it. There's our two guesses. Um, you know, man, Crown Jewel just to me gets in the way. If, if it was a Saturday at like freaking five o'clock, that would be nice. Or if it was Thursday night, how they sometimes had, I remember we had Thursday night football on one screen last year and on another had that as it was at seven o'clock. It's just, it's just total bullshit that we got this stuff at noon on a Thursday. So I'm going to not follow Twitter all day and make sure to see that, but we're going to stick to mostly the draft talk crown jewel. We'll do predictions. Um, Right before the show, right before it, we'll do quick predictions. We won't be doing the YouTube show because Survivor Series, we're going to ramp it up as uh, I thought more over on that. So Crown Jewel, we're going to, you know, me and Cleveland are going to keep bringing it every week, but we're just going to have our regular shows and then we're going to bring it Survivor Series. We're going to be bringing some big shows and some fun guests. So that's going to be a good time. But anyways, getting back to the fact at hand. Uh, some other things I wanted to talk about in terms of the draft, like I said, I was mostly positive on, on it. I was interested to see Becky and Seth moving to Raw. I think that's big news for Raw. You know, they could. I knew the head of the table wasn't moving, and I figured just Becky and Seth would stay because I'm like, no way with Fox and everything they would move too huge. But USA has been squawking a little bit, and they needed some big talent. So, I mean, that talk about star power, Cleveland. I think this is a great move for Monday Night Raw to be able to get uh, Becky and Seth. I know they lost Charlotte, but the man, Becky, she's in her very prime. And Seth Rollins is, I mean, he's had a couple of primes now, but he's in the heart of his career. So I think these are two fantastic moves for Raw to try and get uh, some more ratings. Let's say you. Oh, I 100% agree. I'm sorry. I was looking at the non-drafted free agencies that they currently have, too. And it's actually got some very interesting names. And you kind of have names that, like the Lucha House Party, um, Elias. He's not drafted. I kind of forgot about Elias. It seemed like they was going to go somewhere with him and it didn't go far. Um, Eve Marie. Yeah, Elias. Ever since, I mean, speaking of that really quick, though, we saw the promos where it said Elias is dead. And I, so I wonder if they're totally revamping that thing or he's just truly dead. Maybe he's uh, working a new character on house shows, what they typically like to do. More house shows introduce new characters. So out of this, like, I like Elias. I thought his gimmick was cool. Um, the crowd was always behind him, even when he would talk about him. Um, can't wait to see when Oscar come back. Currently has her out for an injury. Yep, she's been injury. out. She was not involved in the draft, correct? Then um, Eve Marie... I think me and you can both agree that uh, <laughs> besides looking at her, adios. Yeah. yeah, she's terrible in the ring. It's just not lovable, I don't think. And uh, Slapjack is not drafted. I kind of forgot about him. But 
yeah, I just thought that was interesting, the free agent list that they currently have out. And Brock Lesnar, the main guy who can appear on both shows, thanks to Paul Heyman. So that's pretty interesting, too. Always interesting dynamic as we keep winding down with this Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. And, you know, Cleveland, it really makes me wonder, uh, speaking of Brock Lesnar and Roman, if if is it only going to be at Crown Jewel or are we going to get them at Survivor Series? How is that going to go? What, what do you, what, how do you see this rivalry going? You don't have to say who will win or lose, but do you see it going past Crown Jewel? Oh, 100%. They didn't keep this. Like I said, to me, Crown Jewel – and I'm pretty sure it's a lot of people don't really consider it as a real pay-per-view. It's just a glorified house show. So I don't even think the outcome of this match will mean anything, but I do feel that they will have a part two. Not a virus series, though, because they love to do Raw versus SmackDown. But I would shoot for the Royal Rumble. Maybe we get these two sometime before WrestleMania. Yep. And, you know, uh, looking at now on the what I liked on the SmackDown, uh, side of things a little bit that I thought Jeff Hardy, I do, you know, he had an interesting segment yesterday where he ended up getting his ass beat by Austin theory on a, a fake out, but he's moving to SmackDown said it's going to be a whole new character. I'm interested to see if that actually happens. Cause I hope it happens. But uh, some of the bigger moves that I do like over there, uh, Seamus, I, I, I like that move, uh, him going to SmackDown. I also, I, I like that, uh, Sasha Banks keeps holding fourth down, but Charlotte Flair, huge name moving over there. I think her and uh, Sasha are going to have some good uh, battles going on, but they moved the New Day over there as well. But if I'm being fully honest with you, there is just more talent. I mean, Raw is a three-hour show, so it's needed. But, I mean, out of the SmackDown names I named there, what did you like what SmackDown did, Cleveland? Um, I think you missed a name, too. Shayna Baszler switched shows. Um, I oh, yeah. I said I, I said her originally, but I forgot to say her coming up. You're right there. I mean, she's been on the come up, right? She's been on a, a huge run. We really haven't seen her and Sasha Bank kind of get together in the ring. And then Bailey's out with an injury. But I'm pretty sure when Bailey comes back, she will appear on SmackDown. So, I like Shayna gives her um, – a new chance. She's been on Raw since she came up on the main roster. So happy to see her and Nia Jax far away from each other. And this could be finally the chance that Shayna wins the SmackDown Women's Champion. And so, wait a minute. How are you going to do this here then? Are you, Charlotte has it right now. Yeah, Charlotte to me, I mean, with these titles. Are you just going to make it in uh, all three of them? I, once we get past this crap, is it going to be Charlotte, Sasha, and Shayna, or do you say it just goes Charlotte and Sasha for a while? What do you think? I think you'll you'll get Sasha and Charlotte for a bit. I don't think Charlotte is going to get a long run. WWE really, I don't think she'll get that long of a title run. But I think I agree. Realistic option should be Shayna Baszler, especially if they're still building her up to be this badass that she's been in the last few weeks. So I like that. And then to the Seamus point, I love it because it gets Seamus and Damian Priest away from each other. As great of a match as they have been putting on together, it's time for the feud to move on. Seamus hasn't been on SmackDown in a while. Cesaro is still on SmackDown. So Correct. Maybe we can see a reunite of the bar or Seamus can go face and challenge Roman Reigns. Like I said, Seamus should be challenging for the world's champion on either show. So I love Seamus coming to SmackDown. 
Yeah, he could also face off against Shinsuke with the Intercontinental Lair or what have you. Uh, it's, I, I forgot to mention how rude of me. Bianca Belair, also huge going over to Ross, so her and Becky can continue things. And then um, I like the low-key, a low-key move. I like Liv Morgan heading over there, I think, in a three-hour show. Instead of the you know BS we sometimes get, Liv Morgan would be the perfect insert into that hour. Some people get bored, as I think she deserves a run. Um, another low-key move I liked. Uh, I'll give you a low-key move I liked on the side of SmackDown. Uh, I'll go with Ricochet. I think he deserves a little bit more spotlight now. He had his USA Championship run. A way back ago, but I think a new brand and a fresh start will help him out there. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, uh, we I mentioned a lot of all the people, in fact, that pretty much moved sides or didn't mention all the ones that stayed, but there you have it. There's your 21, 2021. Some, uh, NXT call ups too, as I'm looking down. Uh, we, we did. And, um, you know, I was going to see if you wanted to, because NXT preview tonight. Uh, a lot of people will be tuning in later than the show, but yeah, I mean, I've heard only good things about NXT and how they're going to trying to get more edgy, but you want to talk about some of the call-ups, give it to me. Um, I see hit, bro. I don't really know too much, but when I was on Twitter, it seems like a lot of people applauded that move and on Bleach Report. So that's and before, and, and before you move on, I just want to say real quick is I don't know much about him either. This is for a four person faction, three males and one female African-American. All of them, um, you, do, do, what do you think, more badass personality? You think they're going to be in that type of role, Cleveland? Oh, I definitely think they're going to be a badass. The current guy, Scott Swervo, I've heard he's uh, Isaac Scott. Swer Isaac Swerve Scott is actually the current North America champion. So, obviously, he's doing something really good at NXT. And, it, like I mentioned, from Bleach Report and Twitter, seems like the hit roll was a great call up. I was actually disappointed because I thought maybe Pete Dunn to get the call up. I'm huge fan of Pete Dunn. Um, maybe even what's that other guy? Uh, Johnny Gargano. Maybe, you know, he finally decides to come up to the main roster. But hey, they're doing, you know what? I think by them wanting to maybe recreate NXT and make it more have this new branding to it, maybe they wanted to keep some people down there as well. But it was definitely interesting to see like Keith Lee, uh, you know, he, his uh, wife or fiance was in NXT. Boom, she get the call up to Raw. A lot of people traveled in pairs. That makes sense. Cleveland texted me yesterday. Becky's moving over. I said, my first text was, I don't think so. My second one is, my second one was only if Seth goes too. So he was correct. And I thought it was interesting how they moved both. I thought that was just a huge move for raw edge moved over there as well. I kind of hope though, after, you know, um, crown jewel that they separate that. And, um, the same with, uh, Goldberg and, uh, cause he was on raw last night. He'll fight Bobby Lashley. Um, you know how that wall go down last night. Actually, the hurt business came out. Goldberg, you know, took a couple of them out, and then uh, that was the segment there. They said they would fight at Crown Jewel. So, between a couple of you know rivalries that have to come to an end that we've seen a round of, it's been good, with, especially with Edge and Rollins. But even though they're moving brands, it would be nice to get some fresh starts there. I think Rollins could be a pain in the butt to Big E. Uh, with that championship, I think that would be a good direction to go Cleveland. I also think, you know, a guy like Edge, if I'm looking at the Raw 
roster right now. You know, it's interesting because he only is going to fight in certain segments. I don't really see him. He might go after Biggie just because he might be like, look, I, you know, had this title and I had to let it go. So, but he, I mean, it'd be kind of face versus face there unless he just went full heel mode. So, Bobby Lashley is still on Raw. I could see a Lashley and Edge segment. I could see a new bit, like the Hurt Business kind of getting into him with there, but it would be cool to see some fresh stuff coming up. Uh, any last thoughts on uh, anything happened draft-wise or Raw and, or SmackDown? Um, I would say the last thing is Drew McIntyre switching shows. Yes. is another low-key underrated move. I think a lot of people felt that he was getting stale on Raw. Um, you know, it's just always in the main event pitchers fighting the same guys. So a move to SmackDown where they're more wrestling, they're more about matches and like storylines and stuff. So I kind of love that move for Drew McIntyre. And I think him and Roman, they had a phenomenal match last year at Survivor Series, if I'm correct. So we can actually get a full storyline with these two guys. So Drew McIntyre is my last sleeper pick that got moved over to SmackDown. You know, and it's interesting because um, with Seth going over, I thought Seth and Roman would eventually have a bow down. Now I think Drew will fill that spot. I think after Brock Lesnar, it will be Drew McIntyre. And then after Drew McIntyre, I think it will be The Rock. And that's uh, and that, that's, uh, that's honestly my lineup, I think, for Roman. And maybe one filler person. Uh, but in terms of the real big names that would have a chance to win the belt, I think it would be Brock Lesnar for a little while here, then Drew McIntyre, and then The Rock. That's my latest thought. Um, moving on from that, though, as I mentioned, NXT 2.0 has a new look. It's not the black and gold brand anymore. We, it had a lot of questions at first, but it's doing pretty good. It gets, in, for all comparisons, it does a little bit better than Rampage on AEW on Friday nights, but it does worse than, obviously, Raw, SmackDown, and uh, Dynamite. But uh, people are watching and people are checking it out. I would say it's probably in the average of 750K view. Um, a couple of matches that you, if you ha- if you are going to tune in or if you have missed it, uh, where the hell did I? Oh, yeah. LA Knight versus Odyssey Jones, MSK and Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs versus Grizzly Young Veterans and Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Uh, Tony D'Angelo debuts. And as usual, uh, Core. Cora Jade is in action, so check that all out. It's a two-hour show, as always. Mandy Rose, uh, Cleveland. One thing I did want to mention, as I talked about some a little bit unknown names for some people in NXT, a familiar name, Mandy Rose, came out with a little bit of a faction turn heel. She changed her hair, as we all know. Do you like that they kind of recreated her? Uh, because I do, as nothing was really happening on the main roster. I absolutely love it. I think that that's what they should use NXT as a way for guys that are not, they do not succeed on the main roster and they get sent back to NXT. It's not a demotion or anything. It's for you to find something that will work for you. Look what it did for Finn Balor. Finn Balor was floating in dead water on the main roster on Raw. Yeah, he had some moments, but he really never had a real true moment outside of winning the Universal Champion, which he lost the next day from a shoulder injury. But it's a really great move. Maybe uh, Mandy Rose catches this time and she wins the NXT Women's Champion when she finally moves up to the main roster again. She can finally have the support of the fans and the people in the back. 
Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, as we go, Survivor Series comes after Crown Jewel, which is a huge pay-per-view. Then it's TL, uh, TLC, Then it's the which is awesome. Then they have the Royal Rumble. That leads into, uh, obviously, the Chamber and Mania. So, I mean, pay, really, once we get this Crown Jewel out of the way, I mean, and there's big names at the Crown Jewel, but these pay-per-views are the bread and butters. They're, that, they're the, you know some of the best of the best. It's going to be a great uh, run to the battle of the immortals. Uh, moving on from that though, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to hit the draft first. I wanted to talk a little bit about that and some NXT we threw in as well. I do want to mention uh, dynamite is on their two year anniversary show tomorrow. Uh, and they're going to have some good matches there. Uh, Cleveland, one of them will be a six uh, man match where there will be a seventh as a surprise. So there's going to be a surprise entrant in this match. They're calling the Joker. So there'll be six names. And those are Pac, Andrade, El Idolo, John Moxley, Lance Archer, my guy Orange Cassidy, and Matt Hardy. The winner of this match is the number one contender to fight Kenny Omega. Once again, the, the guys in the match, match outside of the Joker wild card is Pac, Andrade Alidolo, John Moxley, Lance Archer, Orange Cassidy, Matt Hardy. My homer pick, I'm going with Orange Cassidy. Uh, he is a phenomenal talent, and he hasn't been – he's had some great storylines, but he hasn't been in that championship scene quite as often in a bit, so I'm going to go with him. Um, how about you, Cleveland, out of those names? Because a lot of them are familiar. They are very familiar, but I agree. Um, I like Orange Cassidy. He's another young talent, like him and MJF. And he's I fresh. He's fresh. Yes, the crowd art was huge. I remember the first time I saw Orange Cassidy. I thought it was the goofiest thing ever, but as time went along and you hear the crowd reaction, he's obviously doing something right. Um, John Moxley doesn't need another shot. He already had Correct. the belt. Andrada, uh, I don't know. We read a report. He was unhappy with his position. So uh, I'd go Orange Cassidy is the safe bet, honestly. And I think it would be a smart move to put a young guy challenging for the champion yeah and you know a bunch of good names there it's gonna be a great match i'm interested to be watching that as i man you know sport with playoff baseball nfl everything's full steam ahead the bulls are coming back tonight's their first preseason so many things are happening shows are new but i will have it on or see the replay at some point another match i'll be going down is brian danielson christian cage jungle boy and luchasaurus we'll take on omega cole and the young bucks that's always uh there's a lot of talent in there so that will be uh good to watch as well so that is a couple of the big matches. Another one, the TNT Championship being Sammy Guevara, the new champion who beat Miro. I was happy about that as I like Sammy Guevara and I don't like Miro, formerly known as Rusev. He's taken on former NXT Undisputed member Bobby Fish. So those are the top three headlines tomorrow. Um, I'll definitely be tuning in and out, but you know, it's a two-year anniversary for them. Again, kudos. Um, I never thought they would even come this far. And they keep they keep coming, so it's definitely the second best brand out there. Um, you know, some obviously argue number one. That's fine, whatever you prefer. But just in terms of ratings and where people watch, it's the second most watched. Uh, and you know, they're doing great things. So kudos to that, uh, Cleveland. Anything in terms of you know, 
I'm trying to think really quick. I want to do the fastest minute, but you you failed so poorly at that last week that I you know I have to make sure I get my questions in order here. But on a real note, do you want have anything to say about any of the uh, any other outlets? You know, Impact, New Japan. We saw our boy Ryu get a picture with. Uh, you want to talk about that? Yeah, I actually did see uh, Ryu post a picture on Twitter with. Uh, let me go look at this tweet real quick, but um, I'll pull I it will, up. I will applaud AEW for on the two-year anniversary. I can't believe it's been two years already. It tells you how time flies, but they are on the up and up. I will say that. Um, I'm still not the hugest AEW fan. I will always He took a picture a- with Suzuki. Suzuki, who fought Moxley recently, which was awesome. It got uh, it was good on Twitter. Cleveland me retweeted it at Cleveland me. If you want to check that out, uh, go on. But yeah, like I said, I will congratulate AW on a two year anniversary. They have been on the up and up. Um, they've created a lot of buzz for themselves. But I will th- also thank them for finally waking Vince McMahon up and making him realize that he has competition. There's a reason why NXT has asked the U.S. network to be a little more edgier. That's why Raw has been better, because when you have competition, you have to bring your A game. So I thank AEW for that, because besides yesterday, Raw, which I think was pretty mediocre, the last few weeks of Raw have been really good. And that's simply because of how fast AEW is rising. Yeah. And, you know, another thing here while I'm on his page, I want to mention it for you. The CCW Hardcore Halloween event is also coming up for him. So not only did he take a picture uh, with Suzuki at an event, which is cool, he has an event Saturday, October 30th, which seems to be a fatal four-way Ken Dang versus Ken Cade versus J or Kevin Cade versus JJ Walker versus Rio Kendrick. So be on the look for that. Doors open at six. The bell times at seven. I will be. That is in Missouri. You're going to be there. Wait, in Missouri? I thought it was the one in... Uh, no, this, this one is at Cape G- G- Girardeau in Missouri. Okay, because I know he has one next month out here in Mattoon. Probably. Like 23rd Halloween show. This so. is just the one that's the latest one that was on his Twitter. He probably prompted that one a little back. But uh, regardless, good stuff. And uh, keep that going as we love our guy Rio out there. Um, but no, no doubt. I'm I'm surprised you even give uh, AEW any credit. So that was good to see from your side of you there. I <laughs> just you know me. I'm I'm messing around. Uh, congratulations to both our teams, by the way. Cowboys dub get to three and one. Colts get their first dub. We got to enjoy having a victory week, which is always nice. I uh, have to throw in some sports, as you know. Uh, that's just the people we are. We're just big into that as well. Getting back to it though. Um, Man, I know I just keep thinking about when's the next pay-per-view, but I keep thinking about the noon one. So I'm going to really enjoy and look forward to these individual shows, Raws and Smackdowns, especially because that's where they're going to have to get. I mean, think about it until we get back to the, you know, draft taking effect and their storylines really going back to long term. We're about six to eight weeks away. Uh, Probably not. Probably about six or seven weeks away from Survivor Series. So we're going to have a lot of buildup. We're going to have to be really about these shows. That's what I think Dynamite does a good job of is maybe because they're newer, but all their shows seem to have, uh, you know, a 
it leaves you with a warm feeling in your stomach at the end, just as SmackDown does. Raw with the extra hour sometimes obviously doesn't do that as much. Um, Cleveland, what are you looking forward to most? Is you know, as you say, these this pay per view kind of just is a grand stage for Saudi Arabia. You kind of put aside the true storylines, as most people. The last change of hands was actually, unfortunately, the last big one was Goldberg over the Fiend, um, which. I know you're shaking your head. I'm sorry, man, but I'll give you the floor. Um, let's, I think the best pay-per-view coming up, Survivor Series is okay, but it's the same every year. It's kind of like, eh. So I think TLC, hopefully we actually have a couple TLC matches, whether it's a ladder match, a table match, or even the – That's actually in Chicago. Oh, it's in Chicago too? There's a lot coming up. We'll have to talk that off the air because we got to get to something. I know I said Royal Rumble, but off the air, me and Cleveland were talking. They might have a wedding conflict, which will really piss me off. But go on, Mr. Cleve. That would be crazy to see. But I've always loved the TLC pay-per-view just because, you know, the main event was a TLC match. And let's be honest, the TLC match is up there with the cage match in Hell in a Cell where you can see a lot of bumps. You can see a lot of momentum swinging is just a good pay-per-view with the right type of matches but after that you get the royal rumble wrestlemania season so we're slowly getting there folks we're slowly getting toward wrestlemania season where we know the storylines will start to really pick up and really shape form yeah and you know what as we go through it i want to have a little segment with news and nuggets here as i go through uh, does Braun Strowman, you know, a lot of people are still wondering where he's going to go. Uh, they say it's honestly right open. Ringside News asked around about the rumor concerning Braun Strowman's possible return to even WWE. They're told by a member of that team that WWE, if WWE made any offer, he'd be back in the fold immediately. Obviously, that has not happened yet, but a lot of people assumed AEW and Impact. WWE's not still off the table. That's one uh, news and note. Another thing, obviously, um, of course, as I said, the draft, uh, you could go see the recap a little bit back in the show. We won't fully go there. Um, Another interesting thing I want to bring you up, they're bringing up Elias right now, and I'm waiting to see what they're saying about him. But what do you, any thought on the Braun Strowman and where you see him fully landing? Uh, I've read that in Bleach Report that he wrestled his first match in a while. Like we uh, talked about, Impact has been sort of trying to get him because they need name recognition. So I think he may end up in Impact. I don't think AEW would really pick up Braun Strowman. They already have the big show. I just don't think Braun will fit over there. I think he'll be the big fish in a small pond if he goes to Impact. But before I toss it back to you, I read an interesting article a few days ago. Apparently, The Fiend and Impact were agreeing i remember a lot of people were speculating that the fiend where he's just going to go to aw or impact and it seems he's leaning more toward impact but he wants more money from impact to sign with him so i just thought that was a interesting storyline right there if impact were to sign bray wyatt that can probably bring a lot of viewerships to them so i think bray wyatt understands his market and his value so i just thought that was a little interesting story to throw in there oh yeah i mean if he ended up with Impact or Strowman, I mean, you get a couple of these bigger names that were formerly in WWE, 
you will get some more eyes on it. I, I that's still not fully the case, but you could definitely do that if you could get a bit, couple of bigger names. As the AEW and WWE roster are pretty big. Um, I was just the reason I was stumbling and rumbling a little bit before, as I usually do once per episode. I was reading that there is a rumor that there was an original plan. I'll throw this scenario to you that Bobby Lashley was going to be selected by Monday Night Raw as he was, but Big E would be drafted to SmackDown. But I don't see how that would make any sense because then him and Roman would both have the titles on the same show. So I don't know who said that. I don't even know why I just read that thought. What an you can't have both titles on the same brand. Come on now. That's just, I'm not even, that's just a dumb kind. I'm just reading some comments here through Twitter and stuff. That one, that one, come on now. That gets a, come on, man. As we like to say, they do on Monday night football, uh, Cleveland, any other random Cleveland thoughts on wrestling that we haven't talked about or names you want to speak on? Uh, I think, um, well, I will say that um, as I like I mentioned, I was looking over the draft list, and I've noticed that it seems that WWE is finally taking care of their tag team division. I am a big fan of the tag team. It seems like Raw tag team side has just got slightly better. The Dirty Dogs have switched over. Yeah, I hope, and they were had a seg- nice segment last night. I hope they continue. I, I, I'm I'm not a big Robert Roode guy, but I'm a Dolph Ziggler fan. I, I I kind of agree. I like I like Robert Roode, but I'm more of a Dolph Ziggler. But I just more like the names, the Dirty Dogs. They were a very they were a key part of the SmackDown division for a while. Primetime players. I mean, uh, oh shit! Wow, what's Montez and? Oh, what's the name of their tag team again? Street uh, Profits. Street Profit. They moved Come back. Come on over. now, Street Profits. They moved over to Raw. The Mysterios moved. And that's over I to like Raw. that. That's a good like I said, that's a good pickup. Yeah. Um oh, also the Alpha Academy. Low key, I kind of was feeling the Chad Gable and Otis tag team. I thought they were a Did Otis move to Raw? Uh yes, they both did as a tag team. Okay. That's why I mentioned that they didn't really break any tag teams up. It was nice to see that these guys they threw together went to the same shows like Mustafa and Mansoor went to SmackDown together. Uh, the Hurt Business stayed together. Usos, Nakamura, and what's the Rick? The Rick guy. Yeah, that. Ricky Boogs move over. Uh, yeah, as as all of that is, you know. They did a lot of moveovers, but there were some people broken up, as we said, also in Italian to Mina. So, again, go back and catch it at the beginning. One thing I wanted to bring to your attention, Lana might be going to AEW. Um, she was heavily involved with uh, Rusev, I should say, at some points in WWE. So I wouldn't mind seeing her back in action as she is uh, improved in the ring. One random funny note, if you remember from SmackDown on Friday, and for people that didn't see it, Edge came back. And Seth Rollins, I thought this was a cool segment I want to bring up. Seth Rollins actually went to his home um, and was looking for Beth Phoenix. Edge calls her freaking out. Uh, under key that people missed, he mentioned two names. He said his buddies were going to check out the house. It was actually both F, uh, It was FTR, who's now in AEW, formerly from WWE. So Vince or nobody, Bruce Pritchard, none of them gave a crap. Uh, all the reports came out. But it was just interesting that those were his two like real-life good friends, and he would bring them up. Uh, any comment on that? Did you see that at all? 
actually did. At first, that that was pretty cool to see that Edge would actually do that. And secondly, I honestly kind of love when the storyline gets this deep where another guy goes to someone's house. Triple H did it against Randy Orton. If some of our older listeners remember the Brian Pillman Stone Cold incident where Brian Pillman pulled the gun out on Austin on live TV, you never know what you're going to get when you go visit someone's house. But to see Seth Rollins kicked up on Edge couch was absolutely hilarious and just adds fuel to the fire that this final encounter between these guys has to have some type of stipulation, whether it's a last man standing or something, because you cannot just throw these two guys in a regular match. This has to be the third one have to just be. I, I can't even think of the match. Maybe a last man stand, I think, will be the great way to end this feud. Well, speaking of big matches, they are doing no holds barred with Goldberg and Bobby Lashley. So I'm interested to see how far they actually take that into consideration being no holds barred. You don't want to just – that can't be a two-minute match. To me, that's why it could last longer uh, as they could put each other through barricades and use some weapons and things of that nature. Um that being said, though, man, we got through a lot. We talked the draft. We talked AEW. Uh, we talked NXT a little bit. Uh, another th- you know, thing like I wanted to say, we're going to keep cruising through, giving you one show a week um, through Crown Jewel, but we really are gearing up in November. We wanted to give you know everything a little bit of a blow and just keep – but us to keep continuing to go through while I – you know, I'm searching. I'm working on the backlines. I'm working for new guests. We're working on, you know, new segments. So right now we're kind of just we're working our way through. You know, everybody has it as we do. And I just want to save some of the new stuff as we get to a real pay-per-view when we're back with Survivor Series, which I would love to go to, but it's in Brooklyn and I don't really feel like going there. And that being said, Cleveland, before we get out of here and have a God bless night, anything for the fans back home? Um, I just want to say thank you to all our listeners that tune in every week. Um, as Joe mentioned, I have been in a great mood. As you know, why I see that bullshit on too. Oh, you know, I love the Bulls. You know, yeah. I'm a fan, but you know, my heart is always with the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. We're looking good this season, but you see how Joe tried to distract me talking about my Bulls when we should be talking about the three and one cow boys. Should be four or no, but. You know, stuff happened first week, but I'm pumped to see that we are three and one. Our next game is against the Giants. Myron, you will be hearing from me a lot this week leading up to that game. Um, Giants Cowboys week it is. Oh, yes. Who's home? uh, Who's home? I believe the Giants are. Oh, Jimmy, man. So (laughs) that looks a good way to go five and one on the season. So. Four and one. Don't come on now. Don't go oh, too fast. Four and one. I know your team's good, but come on now. So, like I said, it feels good to have NFL Sunday back. Something to look forward to. Even all the games. Your team won a good game. Yep. Byron, I can't even say your team sucked because you actually beat a quad. Your team actually beat a good team this year. I think the Saints are mediocre, but they're still middle tier. Shout out to Myron. Your Giants don't suck this week. <laughs> and really quickly, I just want to say and end it on, I love October. I call it October. We got baseball playoffs. We're locked into football as we get fully into gear, and you could kind of start to see where teams are at. We got basketball and hockey on the horizon. We got wrestling pay-per-views coming through through us here, ending with Rumble. It is a great time to not only be a sports entertainment fan, but a sports fan in general. It is going to be fantastic. So for that being said, y'all, That's Cleve. This is me. 
content's coming at you every week and through. God bless. Good night. Thank you.